When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew, Michigan Football Recruiting podcast here on mazelbrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon and joining me today as always is our recruiting contributor over at Mason Brew, Seth Barry. We have quite a bit to talk about today so we are going to waste no time, no introduction and probably no patience on my part. I'm I'm dealing with something, uh some some allergies or congestion or whatever you want to call it. May have picked it up from the Michigan game over the weekend. Uh could have been from a plethora of places quite honestly but uh i am going to power through and i apologize for if my uh, voice goes out or if, you know anything crazy happens but uh like i said seth Perry is here seth how you doing today sir how was your weekend uh with the michigan game i'm doing i'm doing pretty well um yeah, it was obviously a fun weekend for the for the game. Uh, I was actually over up in in Northville, which is which is pretty close to Ann Arbor, uh, coaching in a soccer tournament my myself. So I was, I was pretty close to the area. Didn't do any tailgating or anything like that, but was able to to watch the game and um, obviously watch the game and watch Michigan pretty much assert their dominance and and kind of what unfolded after the game, which is obviously a a whole different story, uh, but but obviously excited to to talk about some of the recruits that were were there over the weekend. Uh, we got a lot of news in terms of some crystal balls that came out for for some guys and some projections um, moving forward in the in the recruiting landscape. So yeah, excited to talk about that and um, uh, just just ready to roll. And uh, sorry you don't don't feel well over there, but you do you do sound. Like you always do. I think you sound pretty good for, really? for being stuffed up. So yeah, I think I think you're well, 
All right. That's not just me being nice. I think, I think that's uh, <laughs> I think you sound, sound decent. So. Well, the fact that I can currently breathe out of just one of my nostrils right now, I think that, uh, yeah, I will take that. I will gladly take it. I don't know how uh, you guys out there in listener land feel about this, but I, I can certainly tell a difference, but Seth, you, you are a, uh, you are a great man. I will say that at the very least, but yeah, let's get to, uh, you alluded to it, Seth. Uh, Let's get to really what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get some of these visitor reactions from the kids that came to Ann Arbor over the weekend for the aforementioned MSU game. There were a ton of recruits on campus. I mean, going from the 2023 class, 2024, even 2025. We're not going to talk about any of the 25 kids because they're a really, really, really long ways away from signing their letter of intent. But we are going to talk about the 23 kids and the 24 kids, but we want to start off with uh, the kids that received crystal ball predictions from recruiting analysts on 24 seven sports. And let's just start right at the top with the highest ranked of the bunch that uh, you may know him five-star quarterback in the 2024 class. His name is Jaden Davis, number 16 overall on the 24 seven composite, the third ranked quarterback in the class and number one ranked recruit in the state of North Carolina. He was in Ann Arbor this past weekend for the fourth time this calendar year. And the second game day visit that he took, he was in Michigan back in September for the Hawaii game as well. So second visit in as many months. He got a crystal ball prediction to land at Michigan from 24-7 sports recruiting director Steve Wiltfong. And if you are a big follower of recruiting, uh, you know that his crystal ball and his uh, anal analytics and I mean everything that goes into him uh, going into making this crystal ball prediction and everything that he says that you you don't take it for a grain of salt. He really knows what he's talking about. He is among the best in the recruiting business. Uh, Seth, I'll just pass it to you, man. Obviously, this is uh, really big news for Michigan. This one really appears to be trending in Michigan's way, and I saw. Over on uh, on three uh, with the Wolverine.com that uh, our buddy EJ Holland had said that he wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Davis ends up pulling the trigger uh, and committing sometime before the end of the calendar year. So sometime either this ne month or next month, which obviously uh, you take it any day you can get it, whether it's uh, November 2nd or December 31st, doesn't really matter. You get a five-star quarterback, that's big news. But uh, I think this one is trending in a very positive direction for Michigan as of right now. And we kind of talked about the discussion last week on the podcast is whether Michigan could could secure his commitment, um, you know, maybe right away over the weekend. But if, if you're, you know, if we're, if we're projecting it out, like, like EJ Holland, uh, has talked about, you know, end of the year would be, would be just as good. Like you say, you'll, you'll take that commitment anytime you can get it. Um, obviously, you know, what, what Holland said in his, um, in his article was, was that he's, he, he put in a prediction for Davis back in the summer and he said he's, he's never felt more confident than he is today about that. So, so obviously, you know, just, just a good weekend for, for Davis again in Ann Arbor. Um, this has just been a recruitment that's been trending in the upward direction for Michigan. Uh, obviously it's much needed. We've, we've talked about the quarterback situation and them needing really needing to, to strike gold in the 2024 class here. And um, it looks like they're, 
heading in the right direction to do that. You know, we'll see if they can, they can close the deal, but um, signs pointing in the, the right direction here for sure. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be eager to hear more about this recruitment as things go on. Let's move on to another prospect who picked up a crystal ball from uh 24 seven sports, uh, the Michigan insider. His name is Steve Lorenz who put this crystal ball in. Uh, for one of the top prospects in the state of Michigan in the 2024 class. That is four-star tight end Brady Prescorn. He's 6'6", 215 from Rochester, Michigan. Uh, number 63 overall on the composite, the number two ranked player in the state of Michigan, the number three tight end. Hey, he's got a boatload of other offers. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Oklahoma, Michigan State. The list kind of goes on and on. For him, uh, this is a very interesting recruitment, Seth, in the sense that not really has been talked much about this kid, and it it kind of seems intentional. Not that he doesn't want to talk, but that he's just a quiet kid. Kind of reminds me of the uh, Geo El Hadi recruitment from the 2021 class. The he was an in-state kid. He was a four-star player. It didn't really do a whole lot of media interviews or anything like that. He was a quiet kid uh, by going about his business in a, a very, you know, to his self way, and then ended up committing to Michigan very early in that 2021 class, was an ambassador for the class, and I could very much see Brady Priestcorn doing something similar to what Gio El Hadi did back in his day. Yeah, like I said, it's been it's been an under the radar recruitment for sure um but when you know like I said you talk about an in-state guy um and what Michigan's been able to do to do with tight ends and how they utilize uh the tight end of their offense you know we, we've seen Eric all out for the season now but what Schoonmaker is able to do and what he means in the passing game and um you know Prescorn's ability to um you know just his size and ability to ability to catch the ball and and do different things on the offensive side um is definitely an interesting prospect and, and uh, we'll see if Michigan, you know, where this goes, but obviously, you know, the crystal ball prediction is a, is a good sign for the Wolverines in this recruitment. And like I said, I, I don't know if we'll get any more news on, on the front, just, just because he is, he is such a, a quiet and um, seems more laid back kid, but um, I, I guess it'll just be a matter of uh, looking for, for if he makes a commitment or not to to the Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like there's a lot of confidence building for this recruitment as well, even with the uh, the the lack of I, I guess uh, information out there as far as you know where he may be leaning, and you know with him not doing many interviews, uh, that that kind of leads to all of that. But we'll we'll keep an eye on that one too. Let's go to another in-state kid very quickly in the 2024 class. He hails from Southfield, Michigan. At uh, six foot, 165 pounds, we are talking about Jalen Todd. He plays defensive back, specifically corner, which is something that Michigan's going to need a lot of in this 2024 class. He is not ranked on the composite, but 24-7 Sports has him down as a solid, you know, middle of the pack three star. They've got him ranked as the 44th ranked cornerback and the 13th ranked player in the state of Michigan. Uh, he's got other offers here from Tennessee, Hit, Louisville, Boston College. So again, unranked on the composite, but if he keeps picking up offers from 
of big time schools. He's already got Michigan and Tennessee. Those are uh, two of the top five teams in the college football playoff rankings as of right now. Uh, I, I think he may end up getting some more here and could see uh, a pretty decent composite score as well. Michigan offered him over the summer. He's visited Michigan on several occasions, including a couple game days now. And he told Bryce Marich over at the Michigan Insider, that's who put in that crystal ball, by the way. Uh, he told him that he would be back on campus for sure at some point and that he, quote, loves everything about Michigan, end quote. So, Seth, Michigan's got a need at cornerback in this 2024 class. I mean, they need a single cornerback in 2023, but uh, they're going to need several in the current junior class. So they're going to likely hit the position hard in 2024. So it, it's nice to see uh, that they have a quality option in the state of Michigan with a recruit like Jalen Todd. And when you talk about a guy like Todd, that's kind of been trending, trending upward in his recruitment and, and, and gaining offers and things of that, that sort, it's a, it's a good sign that, uh that Michigan has been able to kind of, um, kind of secure him in a way to uh to continue that momentum and and something to where uh obviously the analysts are are um you know are predicting that he he may end up at Michigan so um yeah you talk about the cornerback you know they they they're still looking for one for 2023 but anytime you can you can go in state you know for this 2024 class and and potentially have have an option there um especially when you start to look at guys and uh, things may may fall out or guys may land elsewhere you, you look at the in-state guy and say hey this is a this is someone we've really had a good relationship with we're building a lot of momentum and here's a guy that can that we can secure here a, a prospect that's really trending upward and uh, someone who who we feel good about um, so that's that's good to see from uh, his recruitment standpoint and, and for Michigan to um to kind of you know be building that momentum with him yeah absolutely and we'll uh Hopefully get some good news from him at some point. It seems like he's a Michigan lean. Uh, obviously, the crystal ball is great news, so we'll uh, certainly look into that a little further as well. Finally, the uh, last prospect who received uh, actually a, a few crystal balls uh, from uh, a visitor over the weekend uh, from Steve Wiltfong, Steve Lorenz, and Bryce Marich of 24-7 Sports. Uh, this is also in the 2024 class. Four-star offensive tackle Luke Hamilton. He hails from Avon, Ohio. He is 6'5", 290. He's number 210 overall on the composite, number 12 at the offensive tackle spot, and the number eight player in the state of Ohio. He's got other offers from Tennessee, uh, Penn State, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Kentucky. Uh, the list kind of goes on there. The one that uh, is notable that is left off so far is Ohio State. Uh, he flat out called Michigan his leader, and that's kind of when several predictions came in for him. He also told Bryce from the Michigan Insider that he plans on making other trips to other schools, but also mentioned getting back to Michigan at some point too. So Seth, this one also looking really, really good for Michigan early on. So I this is one where I, I fully am like, you know, you barring anything crazy happening on one of his other visits or if Ohio State sneaks in with an offer, I think Michigan should be able to get this guy no problem. It seems like he's uh, really uh, coming off a visit high and really liked what Sharon Moore uh, and uh, the offensive line performance was was great on Saturday against Michigan State. So all of this kind of factors into uh, what I think 
very well could be a commitment at some point, hopefully in the near future. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And it's good to see Michigan trend, trend in the upward direction with some offensive linemen. Um, you know, considering what's what's been kind of a thin um, or a slow go of it with with that, um, you know, on the front five and and being able to land some guys there and and create some momentum. So, yeah, Hamilton obviously he you know when when Marich put in that crystal ball, uh, Hamilton actually reposted reposted that on his social media on on Twitter. So it, that that's probably a telling sign that that Michigan is is the clear front runner here. You know, a lot of the times. Um, you know, someone like Marich or, or someone will put in a prediction and, you know, the, the recruit isn't that open about um, like, hey, you know, this is my front runner, but or they want to be more under the radar. But with Hamilton, he's very he's very out in the open about Michigan being being the leader right now. And I agree, like barring un, something unforeseen or, you know, like Ohio State coming in, give it an offer an, an off an offer or something of that sort. Then, um, yeah, I think Michigan is in a really good spot for this one. Yeah, or if you want to go on the the weird, crazy conspiracy theorist side of that, him posting that on Twitter, which I did see, and that also is quite notable that he did that. Perhaps he did that to kind of get Ohio State's attention. Like, hey, I'm a top player in the state of Ohio. If you don't offer me, I'm going to go to your rival. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I personally... <laughs> I personally don't think that I th- that's just my cynical side kind of thinking like, oh, my God, it's a ploy to get Ohio State to offer him. But uh, I-, I don't think that's the case. I think he genuinely does love Michigan and what Michigan has to offer. Wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, in the fold uh, very soon here. Uh, I don't expect anything, you know, like next week or, or even this week or anything like that. But uh, I-, I think a commitment down the road, certainly possible. Um so, yeah, those, those are the guys that picked up crystal balls uh, who visited Michigan over the weekend for the state game. Um, let, let me, let's take a quick sponsor break here, and we'll talk about some other kids uh, that also visited, had some good reactions here. And uh, let's give this moment to Manscaped, the best at men's below-the-waist grooming, their products, precision, engineered tools to protect the family jewels. And if you want to be able to uh, 
join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all of their grooming needs. You know, head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code MNB20, get 20% off your order, get that performance package 4.0. It literally comes with anything that you could ever need. It, you, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is amazing. The patented skin-safe technology, uh, you're going to be all set up. You're going to be good to go. It, it comes with a ton of stuff. Uh, go over to manscaped.com. Again, promo code MNB20, get 20% off your order, free worldwide shipping. Bada bing, bada boom. Now, Seth, let's get back to these uh, recruits here that visited over the weekend for the state game. And uh, this one was kind of a surprise visitor, a last-second visitor. No crystal balls picked up, but this is a uh, a notable kid who uh, came over to Ann Arbor. He's a current commit to the Wisconsin Badgers. His name is Roderick Trey Pierce. He is a defensive lineman. He is 6'3", 290. He's a three-star recruit on the composite. He's number 732 overall. On 24-7 sports' rankings, he's closer to a four-star. He's in the low to mid 400s, so a couple ranking boosts, and he very well could get towards four-star status. Uh, He hails from Oaklawn, Illinois. He has been committed to Wisconsin since May, but we all know what's going on over at Wisconsin with the uncertainty at you know, who's going to be the head coach move, moving forward after they fired Paul Christ a couple months ago. Is it going to be Jim Leonard, who is their uh, defensive coordinator, their interim head coach for the time being? Is it going to be someone else? We don't really know at this time, but Michigan extended an offer to him on October 22nd. So to get him on campus, quite literally seven days after offering him, I think that kind of speaks volumes to the interest that he has in the program and the legitimacy that he very well could flip at any given moment. I don't think it's going to happen in the next you know, day or two or whatever, but I think it's very significant to get him for this visit because it was an unofficial visit, and uh, he did tell Bryce Marich of the Michigan Insider that he does – plan on taking an official visit to Michigan. He has not set that up up to this point, but I think that is notable uh, from a Wisconsin commit already saying, yeah, I visited this place once, plan on taking an official visit. I I think there's real interest here, Seth, and I would not be shocked to see him in their 2023 class either. And and from... You know, just from reading from marriage, it just seemed like he he had a really good time at the visit and he was impressed with, um, you know, with being able to connect with some of the Michigan coaches. I've, I've raved about seems like every week I rave about Mike Elston on on this podcast and when it comes to recruiting. But it is just, you know, just the, the job he's done is, has been um you know, just, just pretty miraculous in terms of what he's been able to do on the recruiting trail and, and on the field is in it translating to Saturdays with the defensive line performances. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't think we can expect anything like say in terms of a a flip right away. Um, I think he's, you know, just with the situation at Wisconsin, you know, probably going to take some time to, to, um, to, to decide, I think, um, and kind of see what his options are. Uh, you know, obviously, when a whenever a 
a coaching change happens at a school, you know, it's, it's kind of abrupt. And, and I think it, it's, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of time for recruits to wrap their head around the whole situation and, and kind of see what their best options are. But, but it's pretty clear that Michigan is one of those options for peers, um, at least coming out of the weekend and, and moving forward, it's going to be interesting to see, see kind of where this goes, but, um, but yeah, clear positive momentum building in, in this direction, uh, from Pierce's standpoint and his standing with Michigan and uh, yeah. And, and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Positive momentum indeed for this one. I, uh, you know, like I said, if, if he does come back on that official visit, um, I, I think we may uh, have to bust out the spatulas and, and we might be on flip watch, but we'll certainly see. I also would not be surprised to see that one go up until signing day. That's kind of just how some of these flips end up going. And you want to give due diligence to the school that you're committed to, uh, to see if that situation with the head coach plays out. But let's go to another, uh, you know, positive uh, visit here from a a very highly regarded prospect, four-star offensive lineman in the 2023 class. His name is DJ Chester. He's 6'5", 300 pounds, is pretty much exactly what you would be looking for out of an offensive tackle. If you're Sharon Moore, especially this late in the cycle, he's number 138 overall on the composite. He's number 55 on 24-7's own personal rankings. Uh, Shortly after this visit, I found this very interesting, Seth, that uh, he ended up uh, dropping his uh, top six list. Michigan, of course, making the cut and then announcing uh, that he will be committing on November 3rd. Uh, So this is just coming up here in the next day. Uh, But the one thing that may be unfortunate here, you would have thought that positive momentum would be uh, really uh, in full swing for Michigan. But there are uh, a couple crystal balls in for LSU uh, at this hour uh, with a a couple of those uh, coming over the last uh, day or so. Uh, One of them was from back in July. That was a, a quite early prediction. If he ends up going to LSU, that's uh that's quite the hit on the uh, crystal ball prediction. But uh, again, uh, this one to me was always kind of a shot in the dark. I was surprised that they even got him up for an official visit. I think that's a win kind of by itself. But, uh, you know, we'll see how this plays out if it ends up going to LSU. Good for them. But at the very least, at the end of the day, Michigan uh, swung and, and gave it their best chance uh, with one of the top overall offensive linemen in the country. And uh, the good news, Seth, is that uh, we've got a couple other uh, 2023 offensive linemen to talk about uh, here in a minute (laughs) if Michigan doesn't end up getting DJ Chester. But he's a very good prospect nonetheless, and you always hope for good news uh, from kids like this. I think Chester is is one of those guys, I think, for – for a little while has been expected as an, as an LSU lean. Um, like I said, it was impressive for, for Michigan to even get him on campus uh, in the first place. And, you know, just to, to kind of, you know, at least give it their best shot and, and kind of see what happens. It, it does sound like he, you know, him and his mom, you know, according to EJ Holland that, you know, the family really liked the visit and uh, they were just, you know, really thrilled about, about what Michigan had to offer in, in these situations. A lot of the time you would think, Oh, you know, uh, you make the visit to, to Michigan and it's kind of their last visit. And then, Oh, two days later, you're going to, you're going to make your commitment. Um, you would figure, Oh, maybe that went so well that, uh, that he's just, you know, deciding to, uh, to make the commitment and, and everything was, was just great at Michigan and that's where he's going. But um, it doesn't seem to be 
the the situation in this particular instance uh like i said you, you leave the door for for any possibility to happen to uh to get good news and michigan is clearly um you know uh in the mix of of his recruitment i mean he wouldn't have taken a visit over the weekend if if that wasn't the case but but yeah i just see uh lsu being able to land uh chester here and um but but if michigan got some good news here that they would be clearly thrilled yeah, clearly thrilled indeed. He's a very, very good prospect. But like I said, uh, we got a couple other offensive linemen in the 23 class to talk about. So let's talk about both these guys real quick. Spencer Fano, he's a four-star prospect as well. It's 6'5", 270. He's from the state of Utah, so it could be a tougher pull. Uh, he's number 141 on the composite, a number 14 at the offensive tackle position. And uh, he also a recently set a commitment date. He is going to commit on December 6th. A couple crystal balls in right now for BYU with uh, pretty low confidence here. And uh, uh, they were both made uh, in the year of 2021. So it's kind of been a minute. Uh, but BYU certainly still in the mix for him uh, to end up there. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that recruitment as well. But uh, he really liked his visit. This was an official visit for him. Uh, he kind of recapped that uh, I, I thought the significant part was that his player host was Andrew Gentry, who, if you remember him, he took a Mormon mission. And uh, Spencer Fano, he's from Utah. He may very well do the same thing. So I think being able to bond with someone who was in his shoes during his football recruitment, I, I think that was a, a really smart move by Michigan. And then the other offensive lineman here, Seth, Caleb Lomu, who's uh, also from out west. He's from Gilbert, Arizona. He's a four-star, 229 on the composite. He's 6'5", 260. Uh, unlike the previous two, he has not set a commitment date, but that's quite all right. Uh, no need to uh, rush anything by any means. But uh, Michigan certainly in the mix. He's also taken official visits to Arizona back in June, Cal back in June, and then Utah back in June. But it seems like USC is the school to beat there, I think, at this moment. Uh, he, it's probably either USC or Michigan. I don't think those other three schools are like very, very big threats. I think Utah is probably third right now, but it seems like Michigan and uh, USC are 1A and 1B in the recruitment of Caleb Lomu. So uh, to get either of those guys, I think would be a huge win for the program. So we'll, we'll certainly have to see, but two really, really regarded prospects along the offensive line Seth it's like for the looking for the unmute button there um yeah I think you know EJ Holland also made the point um that that Fano and, and Lamu's families have become become close and they've they both kind of become close in their recruitment and that uh you know heck it's, it's a possibility that if Michigan was able to lure one of them uh, maybe get both of them uh, in terms of, of just the, the talks that they've seemed to have with each other and, and pairing up at, at one particular school. Um, you know, the challenge is obviously luring them away from, from the West coast and um, you know, the challenges that come, come with that and, and location uh, you know, location uh, elements to that. And, and, but, but Michigan obviously has put themselves again in, in a, in a good spot um, to kind of, you know, with these offensive linemen, talked about earlier about uh Sherwin Moore uh looking to to build some momentum uh with some of these guys in in the recruitment and I think I think Michigan 
has at least given itself a chance uh, to to finish strong uh, in the 2023 class with the offensive line. And, and they need to because it, it's been a rough go, a little bit of it so far in this class. But if they can finish strong and, and really be able to land at least one of these guys, that would that would go a long way in, in helping uh, kind of kind of shape this class up front. Yeah, and they're, and they're still in the running for uh, Nathan Ifobi too, the uh, three-star composite-ranked uh, interior offensive line prospect is what they have him listed as, but he could play right tackle too. Uh, but yeah, obviously those two guys uh, very high up in the pecking order as far as the offensive line prospects goes. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how this all shakes out. It's uh, been a struggle for uh, the offensive line recruiting this cycle, but hopefully they can finish strong. And uh, we got to finish strong, Seth, because we are up against the clock here. Let's move on to our final prospect. Um, I really want to talk about this kid because he's a he's an in-state player in the 2023 class. Really intriguing prospect and intriguing recruitment here. His name is Ryan Mooney. He is a six foot four, 175, or I'm sorry, 170 pound wide receiver from Orchard Lake, St. Mary's High School in the state of Michigan. He's not even in the top 1,000 uh, on the 24-7 sports composite, but he does have some FBS offers. He's got Boston College. He has Iowa, Central Michigan, represent Fire Up Chips. They offered as well. He visited over the weekend. Michigan offered him a preferred walk-on offer, uh, which he told uh, the Michigan insider that uh, this offer is uh, going to make his decision at the end, a little bit more difficult uh, because he has uh, dreamed of playing for Michigan, uh, that being the hometown school. So, uh, Seth, I'll just pass it to you for your thoughts on him as a prospect. I think if if, there, if Michigan's able to get him as a, a preferred walk-on over other offers from the likes of, like, Iowa and, and CMU, and I know these aren't, like, great, great full-ride scholarships, but they are full-ride scholarships. He's not getting that from U of M, so... Uh, would be a huge win for Michigan. When you talk about, you know, guys of his size at, at six four and and obviously able to to do some things. We've talked about the the type of receivers Michigan has has seemed to go after lately. Um, you know, with the kind of the slot quick twitch guys, um guys who can win right off the line of scrimmage. Uh so Mooney being a, a six four um prospect is gives a little bit of a different element. I have a um kind of a weird background with Orchard Lake St. Mary's because, um, you know, my high school, we haven't won a state championship in, in anything. And the two years, my junior, senior year of high school, we lost to Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the, in the semifinals. So, you know, that, that kind of uh, haunts me every time I hear Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but obviously, you know, a really good program. Um, and yeah, you know, when you talk about a preferred walk-on and as opposed to, you know, full ride offer scholarships, that's always a, a struggle. But when you, you know, when you talk about Michigan being his dream school, um, that's, that obviously comes into play in, in any recruitment for a guy that, um, you know, has always dreamed of going to a particular school, especially a school like Michigan. So uh, that'll be interesting to, to keep a watch on there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know, if they do get them, you know, wide receiver has been one of those uh, interesting spots where they've been recruiting in the cycle. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, like I said, that's uh, really all the time we got for today. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with me as my voice has gotten worse <laughs> over this podcast progressively. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. 
Follow Seth on Twitter at Barry underscore Seth 14. Give Maze Brew a follow, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, whatever social media you use, our YouTube channel as well. And uh, subscribe to Maze Brew Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on all those podcasts. We certainly appreciate that as well. Uh, for Seth Barry, my name is Vaughn Lozon. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another edition of Future Brew.